Welcome to Behind the Sass. I'm your host, Aaron Howerton. This week, I'm trying something new. I'm recording at Riverside.fm where I can add video content and pull all these tracks out. Um, haven't used the platform before. Got a strong referral for it. I am going to give it a shot because this whole thing is an experiment. Now, first, apologies for not posting sooner. I've been very, very busy in interview processes and navigating the job market, which is a good thing. Um, it's just kept me a little distracted. Um, and this whole episode is going to be about that. This is job search update number four. I'm going to tell you about the roles that I got into process for, how I got into process for them, what the interview processes look like, uh, why they looked like that, how they presented their offers, and then a little bit about outcomes. Probably not telling you where I'm going to land at this point. No, not yet. It's a bigger reveal. Um, I think there's a lot to talk about in that as well. So right now, let's just talk about what happened. Following my layoff, I got into process very quickly at the end of the day. Uh, within two weeks, I was in a round of interviews for three different roles. Um, those roles varied in terms of scope and title, uh, pay, interesting. But I got those roles, right? Let's talk about how I got there. So I, I, I interviewed for a senior analyst role, a manager role, and a director role, qualified for all three, which initially you might think, well, Aaron, if you're qualified to be a director, why would you even interview for anything less than a director role? Go search out director of partner operations and tell me what you find. Um, there's just not a lot out there. I'll tell you how I came across the roles as well. And the, there's other pressures, right? Personal pressures, family pressures, single income family here. Um, a lot of that sits on me to bring home uh, to take care of my family because of how we, you know, decisions we've made. And that's on me. It's fine. Um, it's not a complaint. It's just an acknowledgement of what is. So you think about all these different pressures and, and lots of people have these pressures. When I got into the first one, I uh, got the analyst role through uh, referrals through friends, right? After they, people, people reached out to that hiring manager. They reached out to me and said, oh, man, you'd be good at this. You should talk to this person. This person's amazing. So huge referrals for the manager of that team, more than, and then more than the company anything else. The manager had backing from people that I know in my network. Um, they came out to both of us and kind of got us together, and we had a really good conversation. The other one was one that I applied to through LinkedIn. Now, I will only ever really apply to things through LinkedIn. That might limit my job pool at times. Um, I have done some research and going and dig and kind of through breadcrumbs found other things, but I am not hitting up job boards the way other people might be. Uh, part of it is because I just don't like, I don't have the patience to click and click and click and fill out information 1,500 times. Um, it's defeating and, and I don't think it's necessary. And companies that are asking me to create an idea on their portal, I, there's just, we're already out of sync in terms of expectations for how software should be used. So it's just a good litmus. If I can easily apply through LinkedIn, work my network to kind of get in the door, um, that's what I did. So that's what I did. I found one, uh, managed to find it, I applied for it, um, pinged somebody that had been connected to the company and they actually opened the door for me very quickly because of what they used to do. And that helped me get into a process very quickly. And they were very, very quick, very fast because they wanted to make decisions and move on. Um, so that was good. They were very, very responsive, uh, just a few interviews. And then the last one was one that I got from someone who I met after I got laid off. She got pinged by a recruiter, did not want the role forwarded it to me knowing that I was in the market and I immediately opened the door to that recruiter. So again, didn't have to apply for that one. Um, referrals. So you'll see the thread here though, is even on the one that I applied for, my entry point was somebody that I knew helping get that word out there that we're trading on that credibility of other people. And that's dangerous, but powerful, right? Dangerous in the fact that if you don't live up to those expectations, you start to burn referrals. You, you burn the value of that person to that company and to this company and to you. And so you need to treat this very carefully and tread lightly and then vet opportunities 
based on how well they're going to be for you. Okay. Um, so that was one piece of it was definitely getting in the door and leaning on referrals to get that started. And then it went really, really fast. And here's the downside. When those go really, really fast and conversations are moving forward, it's difficult to maintain your momentum. So you kind of have this up and down piece, you know, like I'm in interviews and prepping for those, which at one point I had 16 interviews in a week, most of those over three days. That's a lot of prep work. That's a lot of prep work to be ready for, to go into those conversations, to keep them all straight, going from one company to the next. Also, I was very transparent with everyone that I am in multiple processes and anticipating multiple offers. So I just kept it above board on that front, made it very easy to have those conversations. Everybody knew kind of what I was looking at and where I was at. But there's a lot of disparity in these roles. An analyst role is very focused. In this case, it's very focused on a specific part of the business, not even operations broadly, but a very specific part of like the partner rhythm, looking for problems and offering solutions and doing requirement gathering and interviewing users and bringing those things to forward for other teams to deliver. Um, the manager role would have had two direct reports like right off the bat, and it was really RevOps focused. So the big selling point was visibility to the C-suite, responsible for these dashboards and reports and pulling analytics out of the data to drive what we do going forward. You'll immediately get pulled into meetings and get seen by lots of people. Um, right, big selling point on that. And then the director role is one, a director role, which is one of the higher levels you can get to in partner operations unless you shift into like strategy ops, um, strat ops or ecosystem. Like you kind of have to go outside of partnership language a little bit to get above that. But it was buildings from the ground up. So there's no people there. It was all like, we're hiring you. You're going to get started and drive up from the bottom and build the structure out. Again, really interesting challenge, huge scope with an existing program and all that. Um, it kind of in the mix. And so that one had the most interviews and, um, people will say too, like I went through seven or eight interviews for that. That sounds like a lot, but when you're interviewing for partner operations, it's important to talk, I think as many people as possible. Having gone through a couple of rounds of this, I can tell you, um, you don't want a project, you want a job. And even if you get a job, you want to make sure there's company buy-in. So you need to visit with several people to ask them, how do they view partner operations? What's your plan for this role? How do you envision collaborating with this role? What do you think you need from this role to be successful? All those questions for every department you can get your hands on, sales, legal, uh, marketing, business development, um, enablement, right? Uh, all those things you need to know, especially when you're looking at that director level role, you need to know what that buy-in is. So I didn't mind. I didn't mind all the calls. Uh, but as you can see in here, there's just a lot of disparity up and down that chain. Analyst, manager, uh, director. There was a big jump. I'll say this. Analyst to manager pay offerings was pretty consistent. There wasn't a lot of variety. And in fact, the uh, the manager role, um, sold the stock offerings, right? The the analyst role came with a base plus bonus plus these restricted stock units in terms of dollar value. We're going to give you X number of dollars of value in restricted stock units, which will execute the day you start kind of thing. So you could go up or down depending on, you know, the number of stock units you get will go up or down depending on the price at the day you start. The manager role uh, was base, no bonus, which is kind of like out of sync with the market for me. Um, but then the RSUs were in terms of units, not value and the units then, right? So you get this number of units, period. And if they go up, you win big, same, same kind of thing, but they structured it in terms of units, not initial values. So the initial value on the RSUs was actually much lower because of where their stock price is right now. And yeah, there's a potential upside, but you're kind of running that risk as well. Again, no bonus pool. Um, and then the last one, the director had a very strong base. And, and I'll start with that one and kind of go backward in terms of decision making too, because it had a really strong base. It had the same base plus bonus plus RSU, but I didn't get to see those numbers. Unfortunately, I got all the way through the process, seven interviews. All of them went really well. My last one ended with the guy saying, hey, I enjoyed this. 
I hope we get to talk again soon. So I'm walking out really confident. And then they asked me, hey, what are you looking for in pay range? I referenced the scale they gave me at the very first call. And I actually think that's where it fell apart. They gave me a range already. Um, and they asked me for a range. And then four days later, they hired someone internally. Okay, good for that person, I hope. I hope that they kill it. I hope it's a great opportunity. Odds are they didn't get paid um, you know, in the scale that I was offered. And I have a feeling that might've been part of why they decided to go that route. They can save a little money in the midst of whatever this is we're facing in terms of global recession. They get no proof. They called and they said, this was disappointing. They said, hey, man, we had a great process. Everybody gave you great feedback. We think you would fit in great with the company. We hope we can find a place for you in the future. Right now, um, we're going to go with this internal hire. And, and it could have it could have just been a legit deliberation between, man, this person's been here. But I know the role had been open for at least five months. Asked about that in the process, and they changed the structure and the architecture of the job several times. So I'm, I have questions, right? Where did this internal hire come from that they've been there for that long, and now suddenly they're qualified and capable to do the job? Are you really took you that long to find them? Um, I really do think the the pay bans and all that probably has something to do with it. Again, no proof and disappointed that one missed out because that would have been a really good one. But that did leave me with two other offers I did receive, both for the manager and for the analyst role. Um, and when you talk about outcomes here, I'm not going to tell you where I've landed just yet. Um, but we talked about, again, very, very different roles. And it has been a whirlwind process. Um, I did have other processes. I did have other interviews. Um, I interviewed for a head of partnerships role, which is not even all in my jam, you know, um, because I got there. I got the door open. I did some networking, um, just trying to see what could stick, seeing what was out there. So at the end of the day, I think, uh, again, job search update summary, partner operations is all over the map in terms of what you might get asked to do. Um, you really have to know kind of what you like to do and what you want to do, which is difficult. I think from I, I, I struggle with that even now because I want to do it all. I enjoy all of it. I like tackling different problems and different challenges. And I like having impact at the end of the day. But then you have to balance the bonus structure, the pay structure, uh, the stock options or the RSUs if you're in tech. Like you have to balance all these different things to understand what's best for your family and timeline and all this fun stuff. So I'll make another episode soon where we talk about. Um, kind of the final decisions about where I landed. You know, we didn't get the director one, but we had these other two roles out there, um, both really compelling, both really good opportunities. And I'm looking forward to telling you where I landed next time on Behind the SAS.